Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Macho with Livy. Clearly I am fucking Livy. What is up, you horrors? How is everybody? I hope everyone's doing well. I am currently a little bit sick right now. Not sure what the fuck is wrong with me, but it's just hard for me to breathe, okay? Like, my throat is really itchy, and it's hard for me to breathe. My mom is like, it's the histamines in the air, your allergies. It's all your fucking allergies, Livy. And I'm over here like, bitch, I'm about to be on a ventilator because I cannot breathe, and it's driving me... A little bit insane. I just can't breathe out of like my throat, chest area. You're like, yeah, Livy, you can't breathe out of your throat. Anyways, that's not a thing, bitch. Let's get into my week intro. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the third week in a row I've talked about London on the track. A little bit too much, okay? I've talked about him a little bit too much. He, honest to God, is kind of stupid. Um, in general, he like doesn't have many social medias, so he doesn't know that I talk about him on this podcast. He is a little bit stupid. It's okay. Uh, That's that. I actually prefer that because I can be 100% completely honest, and I feel like that's why I've been able to talk about London on the track on this podcast is because I know that dumb fucker is not going to listen to this because he just doesn't where I know other people in the past were like waiting for me to say something about them so I'm now I'm like nope I can talk about this fucking idiot and he's not gonna have any idea I'm talking about him he's canceled I'm done with him I do not want to speak to him again it's no hard feelings (laughs) I'm like it's no hard feelings you're like well that statement was a little bit rough anyways eventually I'll get into why we stopped talking but I don't really want to get into it now because it is just very fresh and new but like I'm over that fucker I'm done with him watch me next week be like you know what he brought me so many roses again we're back on no I'm just like kind of just over the whole situation and I'll talk about it one day as to why I'm over him he didn't really do anything that horrible I'm just crazy no actually I'm not crazy and I don't want to advertise advertise myself as crazy I just know what I want and if you're not going to give me what I want I'm not going to waste my time on you because I deserve the world and I'm not going to settle for anything less than that ladies and gentlemen anyways let's get on into my week intro Sunday fun day okay Sundays are my fun days I go out drinking a little bit too much on Sunday fun days and that's where I think I contracted this illness from so here's the thing I went out Sunday. It was a day. I loved it. It was fun. It was actually a pretty early night and I got home and I was like, I'm going to make a pizza. One of my biggest fears is burning down my apartment, not even my apartment building, just my apartment in general is lighting it on fire. And it's such an unrealistic fear because it's like one, I have sprinklers in my building, two, I paid for renter's insurance. Like I have monthly rent renter's insurance that I pay. So like even if I was to blow this bitch up, I'm fully covered. It covers up to like a million dollars worth of damage. But like I don't know what it is. I'm always scared about burning down my apartment for some reason. I think it's because I accidentally almost set my microwave on fire one day. But I've just had like a little bit of a fear about setting this bitch up into flames. So come home from Sunday fun day. Had a great day. And actually got my ass handed to me at that dinner. And that's kind of the reason why I left London on the track. I just had a lot of people in my ear telling me 
the truth of what I needed to hear. Anyways, back to how I almost burned down my apartment. I put a little gluten-free pizza from Trader Joe's in my oven, half of it, because somehow it, it broke in half. Anyways, 10 minutes later, it is, my oven is smoking. I start having a full panic attack. I fully am just freaking the fuck out, ripping the pizza out of the oven, ripping everything that's burning because like the cheese was falling and it was burning on the oven and I was crying. I was in tears and I was drunk and it just happened to like make my drunk even worse and I was just very panicked and I had an espresso or two martinis in me and I was like maybe the coffee's making me even more anxious too. I just was so freaked out that I was about to set this fucking apartment on fire that I lost my damn mind and was just my Sunday fun day ended in in tears I was in full tears and I was like I was just so terrified of burning down this damn apartment and I don't know what it is there has to be a subconscious fear in me because I don't know why the fuck I would care about burning this apartment down so much as much as I do okay so there's that, okay? I had a little moment where I almost burned this bitch to the ground. Could you imagine? It's like on the news everywhere. It's like, young girl burns down an apartment complex because she wanted to make a gluten-free Trader Joe's fucking cauliflower crust pizza. I would absolutely not hate it. Mm, you know, um, any press is good press if you market it correctly. And that's just a fact, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay. Another thing I said goodbye to this week was Barry's boot camp. You guys know I'm obsessed. I don't know if this is a permanent goodbye, but you guys know I'm obsessed with Barry's. It is my life. It was my world, okay? As soon as we got back to full capacity and I had people so close to me running on treadmills next to me, I started to hate it. I started not to enjoy the classes as much when they're super full like they are right now. I just didn't love it as much as I did in the past. And I was like, you know what? I pay a lot of money a month to not love something. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break for a minute. So I'm trying different workout classes as well as like, I have a beautiful gym in my building that I'm just like a bitch. And I'm like, I don't want to use it. So now I'm like using that and just trying different workout classes because I do want to find another workout class that I really love. Also, it was like a full year of berries, like six days a week. My body's used to the workouts. My body's just like, I think in general, I'm just used to it too. And it's like that mundane routine. And it's like everything else in my life is changing. Why don't I change out my workout classes as well? So I'm doing a bunch of workout classes and trying, seeing which one I like more so I can sign up for a gym membership there and do unlimited classes wherever I choose, which is weird to be like, but goodbye, Berries. But it is a goodbye. And I did love it while I was there and there's that I'm sure I'll be back one day but watch me like next week be like so I'm back at Barry's no but I just wanted a break for a minute because like I really was hating these full capacity classes like everybody I'm just not a person who likes big crowds I've realized I don't like walking downtown and there's a mass group of people on Michigan Avenue and I have to try and get through them I absolutely fucking hate that like all my friends are going to Lala this year and they're like, come on, come on Thursday. And I'm like, no, I think I'd actually rather stab myself in the eyeballs. And they're like, everyone's like, are you afraid of the virus? I honestly not afraid of the virus at all. Clearly I've had COVID, but I'm fully vaccinated. So I'm not scared of it. I just don't like large groups of people because they're fucking annoying. Like, I just think it's really irritating to have large amounts of people near me. And I know I sound like a bitch, but I'm just being honest. I don't want 
motherfuckers breathing down my neck or getting close to me. I don't know what's gotten into me this past year where I'm like, too many, too many of you. I don't like it. So that's kind of how I feel with berries too. I'm like, I don't like this. Let's get into this week's episode, okay? Why am I making this episode? So basically, I got a flash from the past. Does that make sense? A flash from the past? Yeah, it fucking makes sense. It's my podcast. I determine what makes sense, okay? This weekend on, and I just got a lot of memories come up on how it feels to date crazy fucking men. And that's the only thing that I'm used to is dating crazy, psychotic, narcissistic, fucked up men. I'm talking years ago, ladies. It's been four years since I've done that. Don't think I'm doing that now. Anyways, I am going to go into deep details about the psycho men that I've dated, but specifically how to deal with with breaking up with a psychotic motherfucker who should be locked in the psych ward. Because that's what I've dealt with. Both of my exes definitely were mentally ill and unstable. And like, I want to talk about breaking up with the crazies because they're not normal. It's not breaking up like how normal people break up. My sister and her ex, they had the most cordial, nicest breakup in the entire world. Like they wished each other goodbye and they it was the most cordial breakup. And I'm like, wait, are these how they're all supposed to be? Like this was bizarre to watch where I had exes like throwing shit at me and trying to jump out windows. So I was like, let's get into how to break up with the crazies. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell my stories of the crazy motherfuckers I had to break up with and the crazy stuff that they did while trying to break up with them and during the breakup, after the breakup. And then I'm going to get into how to handle these situations, how I handle these situations. So let's get into it. My first ex, he's a ginormous loser. He is the biggest loser I've ever met. Okay. So as I, when I broke up with him, he would threaten things like, and he was the one that I would break up with probably like often, but I was like scared to leave and he would never fully let me leave. They were both like this, but he was even more. So he lived with me at the time. I remember I was 16 years old. I'm sure I've talked about this on a podcast episode before, but I really want to dive into all this. Let's talk our motherfucking shit. So I was 16 years old. He was living with me. He was like, if we break up, I'm going to have to live in my car. And you know, like at the time that makes you feel bad, but I was so done with him. I was like, live in the guy goddamn car. Live in your car. I do not care. Okay. And then he would call me constantly and he was saying how he's going to have his cousins come and fight me, come and drag me, come and ruin my life. So no, it's like a little scary. And then I also had him showing up at my house. He would break into my house often. Okay. I was at living at a condo with my mom at the time, but she was never home. He would get in through like the sliding doors or people would let him in and he'd be banging at the door. So it was like, okay, I had no choice but to let this fucker in. So he was threatening every single thing that he could to get me to stay with him. Like him being like, I'm going to have to live in my car. That didn't make me feel bad. I did not feel bad. I was done with you. Live in your car. That You got yourself in that position. What the fuck am I going to do about that, okay? Live in your car. I could genuinely care less. Then we have the emotionally manipulative side of this. I don't even like talking about this because reminding myself that I actually like had sex with this kind of person is like absolutely disgusting. But where they're like bawling their eyes out during sex, being like, I love you so much. You're like, wait, 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 what? Ew, that does not happen. But like just crying and just being like begging you to stay with them during sex. You're like, okay, ew, like move the water tears away from the side of my neck. I'm trying to get off right now and your tears are not making me any more wet. If anything, I am the Sahara fucking desert watching a grown man 
ball his eyes out on top of me. That is the most disgusting thing in the world. At that point, I should have just like flipped over, got on top and put like a fucking pillow over his head. See, these are the things that will cancel me. And just like, one thing, like I'm wiping your tears, babe. Just shut the fuck up up and just literally honest to god maybe i should have just suffocated him in that moment so i wouldn't be dealing with these brutal horrible breakups that he then persisted to cause me but like at that point like if you're going to cry during sex because you're someone is breaking up with you you are mentally fucking bizarre don't have sex um save the tears for before or after sex um please do not have sex with me if you are going to ball your eyes out on top of me it is the most unattractive thing i've ever witnessed in my entire life to the point where i was like enough we're done we're done here i don't care how much you love me this is this is why i'm breaking up with you if there wasn't a solid reason beforehand this is the specific reason cuz your ass cannot stop crying during sex please what is this like that is not going to make me pity you instead it's going to make me talk shit about you on my podcast and make you a laughing joke, okay? So if they're crying during sex, I highly recommend just riding, going on top, and putting your hand over their face just so you don't have to hear them. Oh my god, I am literally a psychopath, but that's weird. And if you're a girl and you've cried during sex, I feel like... that's a that's a loaded statement, but like, cause you and your ex are breaking up. Like, if you're gonna cry during sex, make sure it's mutual. You know what I mean? Make sure you're both bawling your eyes out during sex, and it's so emotional and hot in that way. Just don't be a grown man crying on top of your girl while you're having sex. It will make them look at you like the biggest pussy in the entire world. And I'm just being honest, okay? So. Another thing my ex loved to do while I was breaking up with him was telling me my dad didn't love me. Okay, he did not need to tell me that. I was fully aware. I'm still fully aware. I feel like I'm a very self-aware person. You didn't need to tell me my dad didn't love me. Anybody within a five-mile radius of me could have told me my dad didn't love me, but you bringing it up during a breakup was bizarre. It was a weird statement, and it it seemed as if he thought it was going to be something that hurt me, but instead it was kind of like, okay, yeah, and the sky's blue. The sky's blue, Jared. Okay, yeah, my dad doesn't love me, and the sky's blue. These are just facts. Like, why are we stating facts at this point? The grass is green, the sky is blue, and Livy's dad doesn't love her. Okay, we get it, you know? Like, that doesn't hurt me. That's more of just like a, yeah, I know. I know he doesn't love me. Like, what? That's not insulting whatsoever. That's just like, yeah, like, he doesn't love me, and um, also the grass is green, the sky is blue, and I'm pretty. So, like, these are things that are all just simply facts, Jared. Why are we trying to use this against me in a break? Does this? Th- Do you think I want to go back to you now that... Because you reminded me I have a daddy issue. Like, no. If anything, I'm like, yeah... You know, he doesn't love me. Um, that's that's exactly how I responded. I was like, he's like, your dad doesn't even love you. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. This is something I've known since birth. He was never, he, he never loved me. So I, you telling me that, yeah, I know he doesn't love me. Where, where are we getting at here? Where are we getting at here? It's just like, okay, cool. I get it. Whatever. Also, my ex... 
a week after we broke up. We were together like a year and a half. Mind you, we weren't even officially together because this pathetic loser wouldn't claim me. He was like, we're basically dating. We basically have the title. We're dating. We're dating. I'm like, but are we boyfriend and girlfriend? He was like, we're basically that. Why do I need to give you the title? If they're not giving you the title, they just want to fuck other bitches or they're just mentally weird they're just mentally fucked up and bizarre okay like there's absolutely no reason someone cannot give you a title besides the fact they're either having sex with other people and they're trying to like date other people and they don't want to get caught as cheating because you guys are technically not together or that they're just mentally ill it's really not hard to commit to somebody when you know what you want out of life and you're like stable like stable people commit and that's just a fact okay just like Libby's dad doesn't love her stable people commit those are just facts okay so He never really claimed me in a full relationship. I think we really like actually dated for two months. But by the time he was like, yeah, you can be my girlfriend. I was like, I'm so over this relationship. I want nothing to do with you. Anyways, a week after we broke up, he posted a new girl on his Instagram. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, that was That was hurtful. That was so beyond hurtful. But at the same time, I was like, she is not cute. So that didn't hurt me that much, okay? Like, yes, you have a new girlfriend. Um, I hope you... I'm like... Thank God you have a new girlfriend because that means you're not living in your car anymore, okay? Look at that. The homeless motherfucker found a place to live with another girl. Go off, sis. You take on that burden of that mentally ill man, okay? Go crazy. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to be financially dependent and emotionally abused and physically abused by the same motherfucker. You think posting your new girlfriend's going to hurt me? If anything, I am sad for her. I'm going to send her my therapist immediately because I know she needs it. And I'm also going to tell her to really invest in her savings account and don't touch, like just invest in stocks, stuff to make you money because you're going to be spending a lot of it with this broke motherfucker. That's just about that. So no matter how many times he was like, please take me back, please take me back. And I would take him back because I was a dumb bitch. He never changed. He never once changed. She's like, if you take me back, I'll do this, I'll do that. No, he was still the same broke, disgusting, pathetic loser he always was. So they'll beg you to take them back, but they're always going to be that same person. So that's the one crazy I had to get away from. And I'm going to give you the tips and tricks of how I really did get away from them at the end of the episode. But now let's get into crazy number two. This one was (laughs) more intense because I think I loved him. (laughs) I mean, like, I think I loved him. Probably fucking didn't. Probably just thought I loved him, but like really didn't love him. So he would do this thing where I'd break up with him and well, like, yeah, I'd break up with him and he would go, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck everybody. Nobody loves me. I'm done here. And he would turn off his location and he would go on these long walks. I would call the uh, these his suicidal walks. Now you're like, Livy, how are you so heartless? How are you so cold? When you're getting told for five months that this person's going to kill themselves if you leave them and they're still alive, you're kind of like, well, what the fuck? So now I just know you're saying like, I'm only I'm going to kill myself and you're not actually going to kill yourself okay so it's like at first it feels very heavy but by the 
15th, 16th time this person threatens to kill themselves and they don't kill themselves, you're like, okay, he's all talk. Unfortunately, I sound crazy. He's all talk. Go to the psych ward. I was like, please, I will drive you to the psych ward right now. He's like, no, I'm going to kill myself. And I'm like, okay, that's why we're going to the psych ward, babe. But he would never kill himself. So at that point when they threaten it so many times, and like this is a serious situation to be in, like don't get me wrong, contact authorities, whatever you need to do. But I knew he wasn't going to kill himself. I knew he wasn't going to do that. He was too narcissistic to even kill himself like there was just no way he was going to do it and by genuinely the 15th time he didn't do it he did not kill himself so if you're gonna keep saying I'm gonna kill myself I'm going on these long walks and I'm calling your family members and everything and they're like just let him literally just let him you just get to the point where like god just fucking whatever you say you're gonna kill yourselves you're having another one of your little moments go go on your damn suicidal walk turn off your location hit me up when you get back I'm done with it I'm done dealing I'm emotionally drained from this fucker telling me he's gonna kill himself on and it's gonna be my fault I'm emotionally drained from having to talk to his parents about how he keeps telling me he's gonna kill himself and it's my fault and calling his siblings like cool just fucking leave me alone and then just knock at my door when you get back from your weird little suicidal walk okay do your thing you're gonna keep saying it no one's worth taking their life over like stop fucking talking about it and there's that okay if you're in a situation where they keep threatening to kill themselves ooh. Okay, I'll call the police. No, don't call the police. Then stop threatening to kill yourself because then you need to be in a psych ward. There's that, okay? So he would do his little suicidal walks, okay? He would also try to jump out the window of my car. <laughs> That's so not funny, and I'm, like, making light of this, but I am a comedian. Anyways, he did try and jump out my car one day because I said I would fuck his teammate. I said I would. I wish I would have fucked his teammate when I had the chance because his teammate was trying to have sex with me. And I was like, I really should have fucked him. I really wish I fucked him. And he tried to jump out my car window. Okay, we were on the highway and we both almost died. I am like, imagine this. I'm driving my car and I look to my left and I'm like, I should have fucked your teammate. And then he, this 6'4", grown man is trying to climb out my window I am one hand on the wheel the other on the back of his shirt pulling him back being like get the fuck in the car what are you doing and he's like I don't want to live and I'm like trying to navigate myself on the fucking highway I'm swerving in and out of lanes grabbing him by his fucking ear ripping him in being like I will kill you myself if you don't get in this fucking car what are you doing we're on the highway I'm gonna die you're not understanding I'm gonna die just imagine me driving while grabbing this grown ass man by the back of his fucking head like trying to grab any little hair that he has back into my car so he doesn't off himself on the fucking freeway okay imagine that just picture that for a second I want everybody to close their eyes and picture Livy the stunning bitch she is driving that car trying to navigate a grown man from jumping out the window eventually I was just rolling up the windows like all right I don't care if your neck is stuck in there put your head in the fucking window you psycho so that is another instance I did have to deal with him trying to jump out my car window we were already broken up he I had caught him cheating on me and I was like, we're done. We're broken up. I had to threaten pepper spray to even get him in this car for him to even want to jump out of my car window. We're on the freeway. I'm driving him home. Why? Because he's broke and didn't ever drive. Anyways, there I said I should have fucked your teammate. And I stand by that statement till this day. 
I should have fucked his teammate. And then he tried to jump out my car window and I said, you know what, babe, we're going to get back together. I love you. Because I didn't want to be responsible for his death. I just simply did not want to be responsible. But then by like so many more times of it happening, I was like, fuck this. So yes, this motherfucker tried to jump out the car window. It got even worse. You were like, how could it get worse than the car window? We lived in the same dorm building together and he lived on, I think like the 18th floor or something. Watch me get that wrong. And he'll listen to this and be like, this whore was sleeping with somebody on the 18th floor. Maybe I was, you know what? Maybe I was. Anyways, went over one day and I was like, this is it. This is our final breakup. I'm done. And he tried to jump out his window. First of all, he couldn't fit out the window even if he tried to. But it's still a scary feeling to watch someone try and jump out a window. So there I am, little old me, like, what? how do I navigate this 6'4 man from jumping out the fucking window? I'm like, get back in. What are you doing? So here I am. Picture this. Close your eyes. We have another scenario where you're going to picture. Livy is holding on to to dear life trying to get a 6'4 man back inside a window and he has one foot out the damn window. He turns around. I'm like, get back inside. I didn't mean it. And in my head, I'm like, no, I'm still going to leave you. I'm still fully leaving you and having a hot girl summer. But that's just that. Turns around and throws me into a wall. And in this moment, you're like, oh my God, Libby, this is horrible. I realized this is my time to shine and he's not going to jump off the window. So I fall into this wall. Okay. It was, it was pretty hard, but it wasn't as dramatic as I was making it seem. But I realized this is the only way to get that fucker in from the window. So he throws me into this wall and I burst out screaming, crying. I am like claiming that my arm is broken. I'm like, my arm is broken. My arm is broken. Immediately he is not suicidal anymore and he comes to my rescue. I'm like, my arm is broken. He's like, oh my God, we have to go to the emergency room. I'm like, don't touch me. Mind you, no, my arm was not broken. No, I was I was fine. I was just bruised up. You're like, still fucked up. No, I'm not saying it's not fucked up, but it wasn't to the degree that I was making it seem. I started being like, you know what? This is my Oscar award winning moment. My arm's broken. I started seizing a little bit. I started shaking. I'm like, my whole body's shaking on the floor. And I'm like, acting as if I'm partially having a seizure and that my arm is broken. So he's fully inside. And so the window is closed at this point. He's no longer suicidal. I'm faking a seizure and a broken arm. And then I'm like, I'm going to milk it even more. I know how to make myself cry on command. I'm bawling my eyes out at this point. I'm not able to breathe. I'm like, maybe he'll buy me dinner after this. You know what I mean? Maybe. (laughs) I'm like, I am going to sell this performance to a whole different degree. It's time for him to feel guilty. There I am on the floor holding my arm as if it's broken, fully having a seizure, rolling my eyes back in my head while I'm crying. I kid you not, I could have won an Oscar for this performance. I could have won an Oscar. He's on the floor bawling his eyes out because he thinks I am dying. I'm, But I'm fully just acting. Ladies and gentlemen and actress. This is fucked up. No, it's really fucked up. I don't ever recommend this, but this is what I did in my situation when I needed to 
get my suicidal ex from in the window. I was like, fucker, you're not going to jump. He didn't respond to that really well. But my fake seizure, broken arm, eyes rolling back of the head, mouth foaming, bawling my eyes out on the floor. He was felt so extremely good. He thought he killed me. Like, and he was probably so confused. Probably like, God, like I knew I threw her into the wall, but it wasn't as dramatic as I was making it seem. Honestly, one of my better performances. I'm not going to lie. One of my better performances. And I committed. I committed to the entire scene. And then I laid on his bed and I was like, I need food. I really did. I was like, I need something to eat. My blood sugar's low. There he was, my little bitch, running around getting me food. It was a really fucked up night. So it went from me breaking up with him, him trying to jump out a window, me fully faking a seizure and a broken arm, and then finishing the night with some free food. The next day, we were not together. I was like, we are done completely. But yeah, I did fake a seizure to get out of a relationship, and you would too if he kept trying to jump out windows, okay? And there's that. So... Another crazy thing he did was accuse me of sleeping with other men. And I th- I've mentioned this in a podcast before where I was like, he accused me of sleeping with people and he said that he was in the elevator and because we lived in the same building, super toxic for us, loved it, um, absolutely hated it. I was terrified of running into him. And he'd be like, I was in the elevator and these two guys said that like you were coming over tonight. And mind you, I wasn't fucking anybody. So I'm over here like, Oh my God, why are people, I, first of all, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm famous. Okay, wait, 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 hold on. There are people in the elevator talking about me. Like, that's how you know you are the hottest bitch in the game. I'm like, people I've never met are talking about me, but in his head, he's totally thinking, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, like, I'm going to confess up to something like, yes, I am sleeping with these guys. No, in my head, I'm like, everybody knows me and everybody wants to fuck me. So that's what he did is he inflated my ego to a whole other degree where I'm like, oh my God, I'm a well-known person in this building. Everybody wants to sleep with me. I am that bitch. And he really, that one backfired on him completely. That one did backfire on him. Okay. Because I'm over here like, everybody wants to fuck me. Everybody wants to date me. Look at all these people. I don't even know them. They're talking about me in the elevator. Look who the fuck I am. But it ended up that he was lying. He was like, I lied about that. I completely lied about that. I was like, well, yeah, no fucking doubt. You're crazy. I had no part of me was like, yeah, these random guys are talking about me. But for the second that he he made it so believable that I was like, I am the God, everybody in this building wants to fuck me. So that's where the inflated ego began was in that moment. But he's like, I made that one up. I just wanted to see if you were sleeping with other people. And I was like, "Uh, you could ask me. I'm probably the most honest bitch in the world. I would have been like, yes, I'm fucking your teammate. The one that I said I wasn't going to sleep with, I am now sucking his dick on the daily, which I should have done. I'm not going to lie. I should have done that. It would have just been funny for me. For me, I just would have found that amusing. The last crazy thing that ex did to get me to try and get him take him back or stay with him or not break up with him is one night I got home from my comedy class little Olivia coming home from comedy class in her dorm room here's banging on her door absolute banging who did we think it was the police no it's my crazy ex he won't stop banging at my door and he won't stop screaming at the door he's like let me in we need to talk I'm terrified I'm absolutely terrified my uh, sweet mate came in because it was we shared 
a dorm rooms and a bathroom. She's like, hey, should um, hey, should, should I let him in? He's kind of like making a scene out there. I'm like, don't ever open that fucking door. We cannot let him in because I'm like, if I let him in, he's probably going to beat me. Let's just put it out there. He's probably going to. I don't know why, but he's just crazy and manic. That's just that. He's probably going to do something absolutely insane. So there is that. So here I am calling his roommate. I'm calling his roommate non-fucking-stop. I'm like, you need to come get him. I am so scared you need to come get him. He's like, I tried to come get him. He won't leave. So eventually my sweet mate is like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to cause a scene. And she went out there and she really fucking served him and was like, if you don't leave, I'm calling the fucking police. And he got really scared. He did. As he should, she put on a performance, almost as good as my fake seizure. She put on a performance and he was like, I am leaving. So I've dealt with it, okay? You guys, I've dealt with it all. I've dealt with the crazy fuckers who say they're going to kill themselves and try and jump out windows or the ones that are faking panic attacks and crying on me during sex. I've dealt with the crazy ass motherfuckers that most people don't deal with. So let's get on to how I dealt with these people. So first things first. You got to make sure all your friends and family know. Every single person needs to know if you go missing, it's probably them. They need to know all the details of everything that's happening. You need to find a trusted person and let them know every single thing that's happening. And they better have your locations. Make sure all your locations on for your friends and everything. Okay. So they know if something is to happen, yes, it's this person, all these things. Make sure their friends and family know as well. Like I was very vocal to his mom and his dad about being like, hey, he keeps trying to jump out windows and kill himself. So please just like be there for me during this breakup kind of thing. Just let everybody know. So if something happens, people do know. As well as this is a little bit drastic, but I had to do this for both situations. I had to move. I had to leave the building, the dorm building I was in with that guy because it was just getting too toxic and my lease was up. I was like, I can't renew a lease here. Things are crazy. He is insane. As well as my other ex, I just went to college and I was like, I need to go. And it was just the easiest thing for me because I was like, they're not going to know where I'm living the next time, you know? So just move. If you can move, fucking move. Move away from these psychopaths. Block them on all social medias, okay? You're gonna like gonna be like, they're gonna be so mad that I blocked them. The less they know about you, the better, okay? Block them. Change your phone number. You all know last year, this time, I had to change my phone number because my psycho ex would not stop contacting me. And it had been over four to five years. He would not stop contacting me. I had to change that phone number. I haven't blocked on everything. He still adds friends of mine to this day on different social media platforms. He is absolutely psychotic. So I know firsthand how it feels to have to deal with somebody who is so fucking unstable and it's like five years have gone by and I'm like I don't even remember you I don't even remember fucking shit about us but you can't let me go so I've had to take so many safety precautions like everybody knows my therapist knows I had to move to an even safer building than I was in before all these times change phone numbers he's blocked on every single social media every single thing no matter how hard I try, he always still finds a way to try and weasel himself in. But I feel like changing my phone numbers, blocking. I've had him blocked since the day we broke up. But like having friends block him, everybody block him, stuff like that is been the best part of that. Also, like don't 
not live your life because of these fuckers. Like a lot of times everyone's like, well, put your Instagram on private. No, I can't do those things. I can't not make TikToks. I can't not make podcast episodes because I'm scared of these guys. Like, no, they already took too much from me. I'm not going to let them take more. Okay. Is what it is. They want to fuck around and do something and hurt me in any sort of way. Like, I feel like I've taken enough precautions in my life that I'm pretty safe at all times. And I will like, find a way out of it and like whatever I know that sounds fucked up but that's also something I've had to come to terms with is like if this person is to hurt me or if these things are to happen how am I going to react it's like situations I have to go through in therapy like how would I react if I was to see him on the street like how would I react if something was to happen you know like I have to prepare myself of how I would react in like immediate safety immediate places I would go that I'm safe if I was to see them also like my building is so beyond secure that like Nobody can just get up there at all. So, and I have people on my do not come in list. I have people on my do not let in or anything like that, or like call police list kind of thing in my building. So I've had to take in so many safety precautions just to make sure even four to five years later, like I have to take all these precautions just because I want to be as safe as I can possibly be because I know how fucking insane these people are. So don't engage in their conversations. If anything, they just want a reaction from you. That's exactly what they want. They'll do anything to get a reaction. They'll comment on your Instagram photos. They'll call friends and families. They'll do anything to get a reaction. Simply do not give them a reaction. That's all they want. Don't give it to them. As soon as you give them the reaction, you're feeding into their game, okay? Do not respond. Become ice cold, okay? Don't match their energies. Don't do any of that. You have to always be above them. And literally just do not engage in anything they do. They could just have faith that it's all going to blow over, okay? They could be posting stuff about you on social media. I've had all these things happen. They could be posting crazy stuff. Every single thing, fake accounts, all this stuff, you have to ignore it and it'll eventually go away. The only time that they're not going to stop is if you keep engaging and you keep going back at them. So if it's a back and forth cycle, they're never going to stop, but eventually they will stop. And I had to learn that the hard way where it was like four to five weeks where I like couldn't engage in anything that they were doing. And like, I obviously wanted to say something, but I was like, if I say something, this is going to prolong it another five, six fucking months. So I have to just stay silent and like, whatever, let them do what they're fucking doing. And that's that. Also have all of your friends block them. Make sure every single person, you know, has them blocked because if your friends are posting your whereabouts, you never want to be drunk in the club and your ex-boyfriend shows up because your bitch wanted to post a photo of you two at Tao. Make sure everybody has them blocked. That's just about that. Eventually they will go away. Eventually all of this will stop eventually, okay? But it all takes time. Make sure police know if it gets that intense. Like I said, my building knows. That's why I live in the building I live in because of how safe it is. Just always take the biggest and best safety measures. Also, like I've had to tell new people I'm talking to about these crazy psycho exes that I have that like might want to pop up in some sort of crazy way, okay? So just like be vocal about it. If it's still an ongoing problem, I'm not like now telling people like, so like my eyes are still crazy. Like, no, he's calmed down. Fuck, I'm scared. He's going to like start shit back up. Anyways, whatever. But yeah, tell whoever you need to tell in your life so everybody's aware. Like if this person does reach out or if this person is viewing your Instagram stories to block them, please. 
they might not ever be fully gone, okay? Like I said, mine's been four to five years later. This fucker's insane. I've talked about legal things. All these things are precautions that I'm going to take or would have to take to get rid of this person if they keep showing up in my life. And I'm fully prepared to do that. And I'm fully fine with doing that. So like get yourself on a page like, hey, if this keeps getting worse, there's going to be a restraining order in place. There's going to be things in place. Also like take photos take evidence like I have so many screenshots of evidence of these situations as well to like build up a case against this person as well just to always have that in your back fucking pocket okay I know things got heavy at the end of this episode but that's how you break up with the crazy motherfuckers I know I talked about some deep and sensitive topics but I try and make light of everything because I don't want you guys coming on here crying like no one needs to cry we're done here we're done crying we're done with these losers better ones are gonna come in but when you're breaking up with the crazy they're gonna be a little bit fucking insane and that's just life okay I love every single one of you have a great day night evening make sure to follow me on tiktok and instagram at she is livy also my youtube channel it's livy bitch and thank you rate the podcast five fucking stars leave a review tell me how perfect i am god do i need to hear it all right have a don't forget you're a bad bitch and if someone's making you feel shitty block them cut them out you don't deserve that i love every single one of you good night oh i'm saying good night because i'm filming this at night and i'm i'm desired i'm so tired baby i'm tired okay good night